Okay, so that sounds like that was the music. And that means it's the beginning of the next uh, Rolling Toe show. We are here. We're here. Mike is at home kind of sick, and I'm in the office kind of not sick. Um, I'm always kind of sick. What's that? I said I'm always kind of sick. Oh, although I'm sick and tired of this and that. Yeah, we get that way. And a little warped. Yep. Right. It's May 4th of 2023. We've been off for a couple of weeks. Uh, One, the first week, because we were training two different tire companies, new hires. And the next week, because, well, Mike was in Uvalde and more training, and I was busy. So we just uh, we couldn't didn't get it together this last week, but this week we're here. We are here. We're happy to be here. And next week I'll be in Connecticut. Well, yes, you will. You'll be doing the uh, the the something barn something. The uh, tire barn. Okay. Having an open house. And I'll be flying out here to do some stuff with them. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> And then there's still, oh no, I guess it's later, isn't it? There's still more stuff. It's a busy, busy couple of months here. That's for sure. Yeah, well, the next so, week after Pete's Tire Barn, I have to go to Mississippi to Continental Manufacturing Plant to do a seminar. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be a big one. Um, okay, so let's see. One of the other things that has been happening and is a change and a uh, probably a worldwide change at that is uh, is something called AI, artificial intelligence. All right. Now I need a transplant. Can I can I get an artificial intelligence? <laughs> you can. You can. You can. They're available now. Um, for instance, I've I've been asking uh, the 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 this chat thing some interesting questions about uh, tires and handling. And it's been giving some interesting answers. Uh, like what is inside edge tire wear on a Freightliner truck, uh, on, on the drive tires of a Freightliner truck? And so it could be a number of things. It could be improper tire inflation. It could be a wheel alignment issue. It could be overloaded cargo. It could be aggressive driving or worn suspension components. Now, that was a very interesting set of answers from an AI that, you know, has no business knowing how to fix a truck, I thought. Uh, It said the same thing about trailer issues, improper inflation, axle alignment, overloaded cargo, improper suspension, or worn suspension. So I went another step further, and I asked it about caster skin. What what uh, about if you put a cash stem on one side of a solid axle? How does that change the steering? And it says it causes a couple things. Uh, caster is an important suspension geometry parameter. When a caster stem is installed on one side of a solid axle, it changes the angle of the steering axis on that side of the vehicle. This causes the steering to become unbalanced. And with the vehicle pulling, in this case, it says toward the side with the larger caster angle. The degree of pull depends on the amount of stem and the difference in caster angle between the two sides. Caster is important 
And it goes on to say that uh, it's important to ensure any modifications to suspension geometry are made carefully with the assistance of a qualified mechanic. When I, I asked it, what are the physical actions happening to the solid steer axle? Just to see how much it knows. It says that, uh, it increases the steering effort. When one side of the axle has more caster, it causes the wheel on that side to trail behind the wheel on the other side. This means that the, the wheel with more caster is angled more toward the rear of the vehicle, which increases, which increases the effective length of the steering axis on that side. This makes it harder to turn the wheel as more force is required to overcome the increased trail. Interesting. Wait, wait, stop, 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 yep. stop, stop right there. That's backwards. Yes, I know. It's not, it's not always correct, but it's giving very interesting answers. Yes, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like the the back you, the backward lean or the it does require more effort to overcome uh, higher caster. So if you have higher caster on one side of the vehicle than the other, yeah, it's true. If I mean, if you didn't have power steering, you would find it very difficult to turn to the right than to the left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So very interesting. It says it reduces stability, and at the end of it, it says it's important to ensure but the caster angle is properly set and balanced on both sides of the axle to maintain vehicle handling and safety. So I'll agree with that. Yeah, I know. It's wild the answers that this thing is giving. So I just thought that, that was a, an interesting new change that's coming to the, uh, to the industry, including somebody, if we get a vibration complaint that we don't like in the first place, what would the AI say about that? That's a good question. <laughs> that the, is a good question. The main two points I got out of that is it says that the vehicle will go toward the direction of the axle with higher the higher caster setting. Right. And it goes wrong about that. Okay. Yep. And it says that as you put the more caster stem in to increase the caster, it moves the axle toward the back of the truck and moves it toward the front of the truck. Yeah, yeah. But now it is moving, like let's say, the top of the cast, the top of the kingpin, further toward the back than the bottom of the kingpin as you increase caster. That's true. So I don't, I don't know if it's confused. Is that is is that what it said? No, that, that's what it said. Uh, let me. Uh, um. What did I want to say specifically? Sorry, interrupted. Uh, it causes the wheel on that side to trail behind the wheel on the other side. So it's saying something that isn't exactly correct. However, as it says with the wheel with more casters angled more toward the rear of the vehicle, which increases the uh, effective length of the steering axis on that side. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, not, an, that's not a proper way to say it, but it's an interesting way to say it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we'll let them get away with it. After all, these artificial. Yeah, it, and it's um, it's free. Um, uh, let's see, non-expert advice given in a way that sounds like an expert, which is kind of kind of us. <laughs> it is us. That is exactly <laughs> us. We are artificial intelligence. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this mean? This means that we can retire and have the AI do the podcast. That's what I'm wondering. If I fed it all the information from all of our books and videos and everything else, would it give good answers? 
That's a good question. Interesting question. All right, we got two callers on. Let's see what they've got here. One's got a tire wear issue. Uh, I think it's Jerry. Jerry, are you there? I am here. I smiled and waved on my way by. I just went around Des Moines. I <laughs> smiled and waved. I assumed you did too. I yes, I, yes, I had her hand up. Yep. Yep. I, I saw that. I appreciate that. I didn't know whether you'd recognize me or not, but I smiled and waved. So, all right, I'm going to try to get this uh, set the stage here. I'm almost by delivering in uh, Newton here, so I got to get it figured out. I got a. I had a tire wear issue. It's been about oh damn near a month ago now, but uh, I tried to. You weren't on the air for a couple of weeks. So what I had was my left hand ear tire were Michelin. X-Line Energy tires, whatever their terminology is anyway, it's a high-dollar high, high dollar, uh, Michelin tires. On my truck, I have consistently gotten, gotten well over 250,000 miles of wear out of my tires, 260 plus usually, very consistently. On this last set, I had one tire that wore out prematurely. It wore out on the inside rib but as you roll your hand around the circumference of the tire, it was peaks and valleys. Not noticeable, but you could, you could feel peaks and valleys going around the uh, inside tread of the tire. And it was gone. It was hopping. It was bouncing. It was shimmying. It was shaking. And there's obviously a problem in the tire. Now, it was on the left-hand side, but they had been on long enough. Probably, I think around 140,000 miles they'd been on. And it was only the one tire that wore out, and it was on the left-hand side, but they'd been on long enough that they'd actually, I'd actually swapped them side to side once. When you question is, did you take them off? Wait, wait. When you swapped them, did you take them off the rims, or did you rotate the rims at all? Rims and all, just side to side. Rims and all. Okay. Rims and all. Now, what would cause that? I'm thinking it was a bad tire. The Michelin dealer says, no, it's been on there long enough. It's just a normal wear pattern, which I told him then that that's, he's full of it because I might normally get 260,000 miles out of him. And, he, and then my second question is, he said, don't rotate them ever because that's when you start your wear pattern. However, for getting 260-some thousand miles consistently on my tires, I always rotated them. So he's right, and what was my problem? It's just an excuse, don't rotate. I, I like rotating, so that's not it. Typically, if you don't have any feathered wear, but you just have that inside edge wear on a tire, on a steer, it can often be a mismounted tire where it wasn't quite straight on the rim, but more possibly, it could be a bent rim because steer axle rims bend on the inside. Okay. You know, that makes sense because I, I, uh, I, I wonder about damage to the actual tire because some of the routes I take are absolutely horrendous in, in the state of repair of the roadway. Yep. Now, have you replaced the tire already? Yeah, I had to do something else about a month ago, and I had to do something like I just, yeah, I had to, had to get rid of them. So. Okay, well, when yeah. you get a chance, jack up the left front wheel, Spin the tire and look over the top of the tire at the inside of the rim. Line it up with the spot on the floor and spin the rim and see if the rim is moving in and out or up and down. That would tell you if it's bent. 
wouldn't they notice that on their spin balance? Because they, they've got a fancy-dancy machine that not only spin balances and they check radial runout, well, they've got them on the machine and they check them both. But I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with their machine. I don't know if it would have spotted that or not. Well, it's a and pretty high-dollar machine. I'm watching the run. And Did they say it was balanced before? Uh, no, it was not a balance for the company. anything? They, they, well, they, they, I wasn't there when they put them on this side. This particular time, I'm usually there, but I just took them over and set them off and left uh, and went to wrench some errands, so they're both balanced. You know, they both spun balance them both. Okay. Well, I, I can't tell you. All I, all I know is, based on what you're telling me, those are the most probable things. Yeah. Now, there's one more thing I'd like you to I'd like you to look at, and that's the uh, this is a Mifflin. So the the sight in the middle three ribs, if you okay. if you run your just the tip of your finger toward and away from the frame, just on those little sights, do you get any? Uh, do you feel any ridge on either side of that little S? Well, I I can't say now. I don't know. Okay. All right, but that was so worried about, we're worried about spot. We're worried about it developing on your new tires. Right, right. right. I, I, well, I, I know you said to run along the side of the truck and do that while you're driving, but I can't run that fast, Mike. I just can't do that. So <laughs> you need you need to go on a diet. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Well, I was just curious, but with only one tire doing it, it, it was only that one what? tire. I can set up an alignment you, where you only work one front tire. Yeah. All right. What now? If you, you develop just, just a little bit of toe out, and it happens to be pushing just a little bit to the right, you could start to wear out just one tire. And okay. It's possible over X number of years. It, it's the, it's just changed alignment. Okay. So that's why I'm wondering about that feathering. That a little bit, if you feel any of that feathering on those little sites, eh, your alignment's changed. It not, may not be bad enough to, to just ruin it, you know, right away, but it's a misfit. They hide that wear. So that's my first concern. And then my second one is the inside edge of the wheel is the unsupported bell of the wheel. And even if it isn't out of balance, it could be that that unsupported bell is no longer holding the weight. How wow. how old are these wheels? You wouldn't believe me if I told you, would you? Will you believe me? Sure. They're, the, sure. Yeah. they're the original they're the original wheels on my truck and I only have I barely got a broken in. They've got two point six million miles on these wheels. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So that could be it. Okay. So the, the the wheels wear also, so it could be that the wheel is what's causing that that problem. You know, you'll have to have it inspected when the next time you take them All off. Right. It could be time for the new. previous the previous set of tires. I mean, like a hundred and forty thousand miles before that tire wore out, those tires were two hundred and sixty some thousand miles on that frame. Yeah, I wouldn't have replaced. I'm not worried about the rim being worn. I'm worried about the rim being bent. Yeah, right, right. right. I understand. Okay. Well, I'll check it out then. That's for what I need to know. I appreciate it. 
You're welcome. All right. Thanks, fellas. You're welcome. Have a good day. Now that tells you that tells you a lot there. Uh, yeah, right there. That tells you a lot there about how long an alignment can hold. <laughs> um, and how good of power you can expect, even when you're up over a million miles. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're out there and you're getting 120,000 miles on a set of steers and your truck doesn't even have a million miles on it, you might want to look into what's going on. Yeah. All right. Expectation. Calling. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, we got Jerry Ream on here. Let's, uh, let's see what he has to say. Hello, Jerry. Well, hello, Kevin. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, well, I'm just wonderful. I'm going to pull off the road here. Guys in Ohio, you get pulled over for talking on your cell phone. What's this telling me we're talking to yourself? Well, I, I do have a buddy <laughs> riding with me. I can say I'm talking to him on his cell phone. <laughs> Great. Hey, yeah. I've I've been listening to you. Of course, I'm a week behind. Uh, the last uh, podcast you had, you were talking about some vibrations and how much you don't like to discuss vibrations. I've come up. I never with a sol- said that. <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with a solution, and I, and it may even be an income-producing avenue for you people. Okay. okay. I have I have come up with a vibration detection and locator kit. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm interested. I am interested. Okay. This kit contains four bobbleheads. Huh? One of them is Mike. One of them is Kevin. One of them is Chad. And one of them is Martine. <laughs> and you place okay. one on each side of your dash, put one on the floor and one on your steering column. And the one that's shaking his head the worst is where your vibration is coming from. Uh Uh-huh. The one that shakes first. The one that shakes first and the loudest, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting way of doing it. Well, I would I think, think I would four, call them issues. Yeah, four bobbleheads and one with you and one with Mike and Chad and Martine. And then to explain that solution, we turn it over to the AI. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they would probably require a specific placement pattern. Uh, like, for instance, Mike would have to be on the left side of the dash and Kevin on the right side, mm-hmm. Dad on the floor, marking right. on the steering wheel. And that way it could deduce where the vibration's coming from. Yeah. Now, if you mix them up, it'll, 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 it'll be all screwed up. Yeah, you can't mix them up. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No, they all have to be in the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could they, like they, they talk? Oh yeah. When yeah. they start bobbling, because they start talking. Well, that that would uh, be a uh, what do they call that? An add-on, an upgrade. An add-on, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely an add-on. Right. 
As it starts uh, bobbling, Mike starts spouting something. So just some phrases. Use more chrome or something like that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm telling you, it'd be great. I'd buy one. Well, I so sell them. Like I buy them and resell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my question yeah. is, what's the <laughs> price point on stuff like this? You think we can get nine ninety nine out of it? No. I think you'd ought to go at least $999. Oh, well, you wouldn't have to sell very many of them. Okay, yeah. You wouldn't have to sell very damn many of them. We're talking one. Oh, yeah, they're 500 Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. 500 each. All right. Right. There you go. I like this, Jerry. Good. All right. All right. We're going to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to consider this. We're going to have to have a meeting of the mind. Have a meeting there. Now you might have to get Chad and Martine to sign off on it, you know. Well, they don't have a choice. Right. Well, true. All right. All right. Uh, thank you, so how's everything else going down there, Jerry? Oh, just wonderful. Just wonderful. I'm getting older by the day. And uh, yeah, it happens. More and more alignments every day. Are you really? Just, okay. I don't understand it. When, when I started this uh, 22, almost 23 years ago, there was five competitors. Yeah. Now huh? there is none. None? They're all gone? They're all gone. There is an alignment system within 30 miles of me. That is wow. Is it or? No, they just can't do as good a job as me. And so people and, come to you and, and they shut down everything. Right, right. I mean, I'm doing the dealership, I'm doing all the school districts. Yeah, and then all the owner operators ruined a good thing for them. They had uh, they had a, they had a cycle going where they would send business to each other because they couldn't get the work done right. So you go to the next one and see if you can get it done right. You went and got them all done right. They had nowhere else to send them. Exactly. Huh. Well, that, that's, that's my own way. That's too bad for all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's I think that's a great deal, Jerry. That, that's a good problem, isn't it? Yeah. And it's all thanks to you guys. I mean, I haven't bothered you too many times over the years, but uh, your books have been uh, lifesavers. And, and even your first one, I've probably read four or five times, and every time I read it, I pick up on something different. That's the way it's supposed to go. We wrote that in the same stuff that Harry Potter uses, so it changes the words every time you open the book. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. That's what it is. Uh-huh. You put a spell on your book. That's what it is. <laughs> Nobody can catch us to the lie because they're all lies. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. All right. Well, 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 great news. We got all right. You guys do. Sorry. So, uh, by the way, Kevin, how much money did you lose in Las Vegas? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. Everything. Okay. 
Well, good thing you're you're helping the economy. There you go. Yeah, I, I tried to. I, I was on the I was on the airplane trying to put that story together. Uh, as I was landing, you know, we were we'd already done it all, and I was trying to put labels on all these pictures of beagles. Mm-hmm. The thing is, um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I didn't want any actual pictures of what had happened. But again, going back to AI, I was able to ask a program to depict what had happened, but using beagles. And I got, uh, I got some really good answers. When, when, when I said uh, uh, hungover beagles with coffee in a casino, it, it gave me the right image. It's like, How long uh, beagles are you drinking, drinking tropical to the pool? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's pretty neat. Okay. <laughs> Before I forget it, again, all right. Um, of all your podcasts I've ever listened to, there's one story that you neglected, Mike. Yeah. That is the specification story. Ah. Yeah. Which one? I suppose we'll have to do that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Because I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, I do have a little bit of manufacturing background. And all control would come over to the assembly line and pull off a product and take it into their little room and test it for weight and size and dimensions and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they cannot measure every product that comes down the line. That's it. Take right. too much time. So I'm of the opinion that the specifications, after you tell people how they come up common, that they cannot test these trucks in those specifications, but they want to shift or want to be 100 trucks. And if they find one out of spec, how many before it was out of spec, before they caught it? So every 100th truck or so might be in spec. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's one part of the problem. The other part is if you leave the spec wide enough, they're all within spec. (laughs) They're all within spec. Yes. That's what what we've really discovered they're doing. The spec Uh is so wide, it doesn't matter which one you you measured. Okay. 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 But they're all in and they're right. different manufacturers that seem to have more or less uh, uh, focused quality. Yeah, but I won't right. name names. Everybody kind of knows who they are anyway. We'll we'll do the spec story next time we have a break without a whole lot of callers. Whether it's this week or whatever, we will do the sure. spec story. Well, yeah, I better get out here and make some serious calls. Yeah, we got to make yep. some money. <laughs> yeah, start making bobbleheads, putting springs on things. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Thanks so much for having Yep. Thank you. All right, All right. All right. So that's a very, very interesting idea. And maybe someday we should start uh, producing bobbleheads. Speaking of bobbleheads, but, that we could sell for but, more. But. Yes. But then we're actually opening the door to vibration questions. 
So until you've got the AI ready to answer all those stupid questions, I don't want none of that stuff around. Well, if you want to go backwards here, uh, earlier I had asked this AI, uh, not that one, not that one. Oh, no, waiting online? this one. There is one caller. All right. Yeah, I can I can talk Let's to him. This call. is Ben from Alberta, I think. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Ben. Good morning, Mike and Kevin. Hey, How are you guys doing? Morning. Yes, good morning. We're doing really good. How's things up there? Very good. It's hot in America. Very yeah. hot. Ah, nice. Like yeah, in Canada? Spring weather up here is usually cool. But this time of the year, this is the first time I can remember it's plus 29 Celsius in uh, April and May. Yeah, that's almost 90 degrees. Okay, 29 Celsius. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so what's the easiest thing to figure out, a hop or a vibration? Uh, they both tend to be the same. Well, you so you okay. So, um, what causes uh, a hop in the seat? Ah, that's a dry blind vibration. Something. Does it does it come in at a right. certain speed? Yes, it, it comes in a certain speed when you settle into a seat. When you start pulling a hill, it tends to go away. Okay. So if you were to steady speed, wait, 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 wait. If you were to steady speed, cruising down the road, are you saying you start get this hop and then it stops and it hops and it stops and it hops and it stops? But if you step on the throttle, it'll just go away. Yes. It it, it won't stop and hop. It would kind of just, there's a small hop constantly if you are settling okay. to that speed. Okay. And if you let off the throttle, it'll go away. But if you step on the throttle, it'll come back, it'll go away as well. Yes. But if you keep okay. pulling on the flat, on the level, at around 50 miles an hour, yeah. uh, and you settle into that speed, uh, it, it sometimes... Uh, shows up and sometimes it doesn't. The smoother the road, the more often it shows up. Yeah, kind of. You got loose wheel bearing in your drive axle. That's uh, yep. What's the truck? So it's a 1989, uh, 9300 International, oh. and it. Yeah. We've been talking about this truck before. It had. That hop has been way, I'd say, 80% corrected or 90% corrected. Uh, we we changed all the wheels in the rear and the front. Uh, there were three bent rims. Uh, and the other one, hmm. actually, that's another question. How how fast do aluminum wheels wear out? Well, if they're not or bend. You know, I want I want to correct the term. Is it are they worn or are they bent? Well, three were worn, and the other the other five of them 
or invent, but the inside edge or the the bead seeds on the on the wheel. Yeah. It had uh, it it kind of had a sharp edge as if it were cutting the the bead on you know. Yes. That usually somewhere around seven hundred and fifty to a million miles. Usually the the rib is going to be worn enough that it'll have that sharp edge. Does it wear faster mm-hmm. if you load up uh, more more weight on that on them? Yes. Wheels? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, or run or one or run a lower pressure in the tire. It wears faster. Either one is the same thing. Overload or underinflation. Is causing the tire to roll over the bead, the the rim more, and that's what's wearing it. So we decided to change all all eight. There were there were three bends, and we decided to change all eight of them because the other ones were uh, the rim was worn fairly on the inside, yeah. and the tire started started having a cut on the bead all the way around. Yes, yes, yes. So we we okay. changed all the tires. What's that? Go ahead. Keep going. So we decided to change all new wheels, all new rubber, and uh, drive lines were balanced. Bearings were 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 snugged up with skim and like the drive line bearing. And the hop isn't there. Like it's ninety percent gone, but there's still, like I said, it's still. You know, I'd say it's not bad, you know, but it's still there, like, like a little bit, like a okay. You didn't, you didn't say you tightened the wheel bearing. You said you tightened the driveline bearing. Yes, we tightened the driveline bearings with Tim. And, you tightened and, the wheel bearings. Not the wheel bearings. You got to get to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we didn't, I mean, we didn't tighten the wheel bearings. Yeah. It's an old-style old hub. Um, That's fine. Like, no problem. How do you do that on that old-style? I'm not familiar. Go go to our, our website and go to the Products tab and look at the online video library, and there's a video on what we like to do with bearing, and there's a chart on that video that shows you how to adjust them. Oh, okay. We've also got that video on uh, on bearings on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube too. Okay. Got it. All right. So we got the bearings on there right now. Yeah, I'll check that out. So on another note, okay. uh, on a different tractor, uh, would would not rotating tires all of a sudden rotate them and the tires wear unevenly? Would that cause a vibration? That's a different truck now. I'm talking about. Well, it could be any time you have irregular tire wear. Yeah, any time you have irregular wear, you have out of balance, which would cause vibration. Right. This is not a this is a vibration at fifty mile an hour too, and I'm trying to think what uh, what that could be. But it's time for a new set of rubber, so I'll put uh, I'll, I will put the rubber on there, and then. See if the vibration goes away with new rubber, eh? And always pay attention to where the vibration is felt. Is it in the floorboards and right. the seat, or is it in the steering wheel? And where does it start? So you got to put up your bobblehead 
and set them on the steering column and on the dash and down at your, by your feet and just watch for them and see which one starts bobbling first. And since yeah. I can't watch them all, I, I would put bells on them so that you could hear the ringing. I need Kevin and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll work on this. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. And uh, like that, that truck, the, the support arms on that truck, the rubber is getting, you know, pretty, pretty worn out. No, that, I should say like dried up. You can see, was that also, it needs to be replaced too. On the support arm, because if they're if they're getting so hard, they're cracking. They're not providing any shock absorber. You need the fresh rubber in there so that it's it's not transmitting shock through. Right. Yeah. Well, eventually, they'll just fail. Right. All right. Yeah, they're starting to crack up, and and they're getting time. It's time to replace them. Yeah, after the originals, I'm surprised they're still there. Yeah, they're pretty much the original. the second seven right are still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have fun, eh? And keep up the good work. All right. Yeah. We'll try. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Okay. So that's uh, another another fascinating question about a, an older, older, older truck. Um, dating back to when I was still in high school. So, yeah. all right, we've got we've got no more calls in. But if anybody have any questions about vibrations, tire wear, handling uh, tires themselves, or uh, AI, chrome, bobbleheads, what else? Marriage counseling. Marriage counseling. We will still we'll still take those calls. I don't think we should be answering them probably, but. Um, I never should have been last week. Really high about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but you, you can call us here at 855-950-3835. Questions about accounting and business? Save those for Kevin. Uh, your yeah. health? We really don't. We're not doctors no. at all. Uh, and I, so I don't care about health. Give us the power. Yeah, we'll, we'll handle that. Um, I want to go back over to this thing. Troubleshooting a vibration in a tangent. I, this is a call that I got earlier this week. Um, first, it was inside Edgeware, inside Dual, and I said, "Well, that's not that's not alignment. You don't need to recheck your alignment. That's that's your axle flex on your your new Mac Anthem." Um, but he said, uh, "Well, okay, he also has a vibration, at, but only when he's fully loaded, going uphill against the wind." And at first, I had uh, uh, I had thought that maybe we were talking about pinion angle, but I said no. He only feels it in the steering wheel under those conditions. Well, that was an interesting question. It's not alignment because even though he's feeling it in the steering wheel, those are the wrong conditions for uh, uh, an alignment issue. Um, so I believe it. That he really needed to look at uh, engine issues. He said, "Yeah, that's true. You know what? Whenever I whenever I start putting gas into it, it uh, I can get a vibration too. So he's got a, he's got an engine issue, and I think uh, he's going to have some factory expert come in and look at it, and that's probably what they're going to find. So I asked the AI about that, and it said that he needs to look at his driveline components, 
his wheels and tires, his suspension components, the engine and transmission mount, uh, aerodynamic, or the fuel system. So I, it went the whole range for what could cause that vibration. Very, very interesting simple, result coming out the, of this. And the simple solution is to simply turn your radio up. Turn the radio up. You won't hear it. Yes. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Right. <laughs> That's it. I, I recall Grandpa Bob giving that advice. Yes. Yes. Particularly if you listen to Inagata De Vita with the radio at full volume, you'll never hear a vibration. You'll never hear it. No, no. <laughs> Give it enough bass and you'll you'll never hear any vibration coming from it. That's right. Yep. That's correct. All right. That's correct. So let's uh let's see. What else we got here? We got uh we don't have any calls coming in. We got uh, one of the one of our friends contacted me this week and said that we need to have a theme for each show. A theme. A theme. All right. Well, we're three quarters of the way through it. What's our theme? No, 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 no. Not for this show. We just need to decide so. in advance. You know, we could we could set a six month advance schedule and theme for this show is going to be this, and theme for that show is going to be that, and and work themes for okay. the year. All right. And what? And uh, were there any suggestions about a kind of a theme? I mean, what are we talking about here? No, he just he just throws these things out with us. Let's figure it out. Throws it out there. Yeah. yeah, we'll make a theme. Yeah, a theme for the show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if I if I had to pick, I would say that this show is the uh, artificial intelligence AI. show, and that's the theme. AI. Yes, it'll give you fake yeah. intelligence. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, we work on using the AI to replace Mike. Replacement, yes, yes. I want to develop just a, a head in a jar where I've got yes. uh, Mike at the push the button to answer yes. all of our questions. Yeah. Which, you know, I noticed that if you ask the AI the same question twice, it gives you two different answers. So it is just like you. <laughs> you remember the, was, there was this black hexagon state ball that had a floating liquid inside of it and you would roll the ball and an answer would pop up against a, a little a little view screen. And every time you rolled it, you got a different ball. answer. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the magic yeah. eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. So the the AI is the same thing. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Yes. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. uh it, it's it's very, very interesting. I'm I'm very interested, especially in its ability to produce images of beagles. But, uh, beagles. That, that, yeah. Now, you said you were trying to represent your life I, in beagles. I just looked at your Facebook page, and I didn't see a post with all that stuff. No, it Where expired. I really don't know how Facebook, again, that's, that's my problem. I don't know how Facebook works, exactly. Oh, well, I don't so know. So, I tried to make a story. I kind of fumbled it up and now it's gone which is okay because I fumbled it up okay. <laughs> so I'll have to reproduce it and put the actual captions on it okay. I'm still I'm fascinated by that thing because you used to have to draw it by hand 
and drawing in uh-huh. you know, whatever your 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 impression is by hand, that's a that takes a lot of talent and skill and time. But then you could take yep. a picture of it. And that was very, very helpful. But now all you gotta do is describe it and the computer will show you what you were looking at. That's pretty mm. that's pretty fascinating. Mm. Okay. With I'm the, digging it. Beagles. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see. We're within ten minutes of done. Uh, does anybody have any other questions for us at eight five five nine five zero three eight three five, or are they expecting that we're going to talk about factory specs? Well, I could probably do a factory spec thing in the next 10 minutes. you want me to do that? 10 minutes. Go ahead. Give us the 10-minute version. Okay. This is, this is actually like an hour in the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm a member of the Maintenance Council American Trucking Association, and there was a steady group doing alignment issues. And in the process, we asked everybody to turn in their alignment specs. So the truck manufacturers, the tire people, the axle people, and the alignment people all turned in their specs, and we put them up on a big spreadsheet, and they were all different. So as I had an opportunity, I would go to lunch with a Freightliner guy, or I'd go to dinner with a Volvo guy, or I'd go to breakfast with another guy, and I'd ask him, how did you develop your specs? And after a while, I found out they were all telling me basically the same story. Once the engineer decides how he's going to build the truck, and he decides at what stage he wants to align the vehicle, some align the drive axles when it's just the frame and the axles. There's nothing else there. Some of them do that while that's upside down. Some do it while it's right side up, sitting on a cart on the rails that's going to take this through the factory, and some of them do it at the very end when they got a complete truck built. Once they decide that, I like then they buy some alignment equipment. When they get the alignment equipment, they test it. They train some people up on it. Then they bring in that part of the components that they would be aligning the truck at that time. Maybe it's just the chassis with the axles. Maybe it's a complete truck. They've got this trained crew. They say, okay, now this is your workstation here in this test building. We're going to bring your chassis in. We're going to stop it at your station. You have to take the alignment equipment, put it on, measure the truck, and you're shooting for certain numbers, let's say a 16th toe in, and the drive action could be dead straight. Then you've got to get a printout. You've got to put it in the thing. You've got to take your equipment off, and the vehicle's got to move again. And you have between seven and a half and nine minutes to complete your alignment process. Because that's how long the truck stops at each station. They go through the repeated cycle with this thing about 20 or 30 times with this train crew. And they find out if they're aiming for dead zero, how close do they typically hit? And that establishes the tolerance for the alignment. Then they take half of that crew and say, you guys are sick or on vacation. These other guys who are not as well trained are going to come in and help you for a couple of days. And so those guys with the two fully trained guys and a couple of assistants, they do the alignment another 20 times. And the tolerances get a little bigger. 
those are the numbers that the factory uses for the alignment spec. Because this is how close we can expect right. to build this truck and build 250 trucks a day and get them out of here. They're build specs, not performance specs. Those specs are how, how right. close I can build that truck. It's not how it's going to drive or wear tires. That's why we've developed our own specs for alignment, which are typically within factory specs, but much, much tighter. Typically within. It turns out we've got one specification that is not in one factory spec, and that would be caster. We want it to be the same side to side as the AI program says, but at least one manufacturer, when they send it out, they'll send it out with an extra caster wedge on one side. Actually, more than one manufacturer will do that. There's a few yeah. that I know of that do that. But yeah. But anyway, that that's where the but, factory specs come from. Yeah. It's not in... They have one other anecdote I could say about it's not even a truck, but it's a, it's a, it's very specific to this issue. It was a, a Pontiac uh, Vibe. Is that what it was called? Uh, well, a Pontiac is a Vibe, and the Toyota was a Matrix. They're the same car. Matrix, right? Toyota Matrix. And I had okay. a, I had a and, Toyota Matrix. Yeah. And the left. They were directional tires on the car. And so when you rotated the tires, you just move them front to back on the same side. And the tires on the left side of that car were bad. Looked like it had too much toe in. So I took it back to the dealer. I said, put it on your alignment machine. I want to know what the alignment is. And they said it's within spec. That's great. What are the specs? Show me. Well, the rear axle, which was not a driving axle on this, it was just a trailing axle back there was towed in almost a half a day. Yeah, it's a straight, straight trailing axle. axle. Not, yeah. not even an independent suspension back there, a straight axle. Yep, yep. Half-inch towed in. Straight. It was, yeah, half-inch towed in. And they said that's within spec. I said, okay, yes. is the car <laughs> still up on the rack? Yeah. So I walked in and I looked underneath, and at the end of the axle, it was a plate, and there was a four-bolt pattern that the spindle was bolted to the end of the axle. And I said, okay, let it down. I'll take it home. I'll fix it. Because they weren't going to. And I did a little calculation. Yeah, it's in there. Sir. I found that I needed two 164th inch shims. I loosened the bolts, fried the plate a little bit, stuck the shims in, put it back together. The toe was an eighth of an inch toe in. The tires were perfect from then on. But it was in within their specs, so they weren't going to touch it. All right. So one thirty-second inch change at the spindle resulted in really a half one of change. One sixty-four. Oh, I thought you said two sixty-four. Yeah, but it was both. I had to put it in. Then I, yeah. Yeah. Well, remember that those yeah. bolts were only three inches apart, and our right. time measurement was four feet. So you take right. sixty-four and right. three inches, and then that showed you how much it changed the toe. Right. Now, the way that translates to our listening audience is basically bearings is the only thing that you're going to get that you can produce that kind of a change with a very, very small adjustment. Because the bearings are right there at the spindle. And any play in the bearing results in a lot of toe. 
Well, the uh, the other thing that will cause that actually causes me more problems when it's in the steering axle is the tie rod end joint. Yeah, a thirty second of play in the yeah a thirty second of right. play in the two tie rod end joint changes still a quarter inch. Right, that's what. Yeah, they're they're about six to eight inches away from the spindle, and yeah, that's a, a quite a bit of movement with a, just a little bit of play, and the little yep. bit of play was acceptable. Yep, it's within their All spec. Right. All right, we got one more one more call, and then we'll we'll have to. I think we got call four it. minutes. All right, let's talk to. Him. Hello, Marie Martin. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? We're doing good, you sir. I'm I'm tickety boo, man. It's beautiful sunny day. Yeah, but we don't have much time, so I'll digress with the pleasantries. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, you guys have done a great job of helping me align my trucks in the past, and I appreciate that. I know you guys don't do automotive alignment, but um, is there a decent way to go about finding, is it still just basically a box and two axles on a car or are we talking more complicated? And is there a way to go and go about finding a decent alignment system or shop? Okay. Well, first of all, hmm. you don't want to buy an alignment system to align your car. Is that correct? <laughs> no, not, not particularly. <laughs> Good. I can send you down to Ace Hardware, get some surveyor string, a roll of duct tape, a tape measure, an ink pad, and we can align that damn car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have all yeah. of that stuff. I'll, I've, I've, I'll set up the way you used to do it with strings and tape. All right. Now, how complicated it gets. Yeah. Now, how complicated it is depends on the type of suspension we're talking about. So what kind of a car are we talking about? 2017 Hyundai Sonata. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. speak Japanese. <laughs> well, I, I do. That's good. That's oh, okay. Nissan. Nissan. Toyota. I don't Okay. Nine times out of ten. The only thing an alignment guy is doing is setting toe on the front axle. And if the rear axle has anything out, they try to get the act, the two rear wheels going the same direction as the chassis. Really not much different than what we do with a truck. Okay. Okay. So you two bars and two tape measures and set the toe in the front end of the vehicle. And then we might need to measure the toe in the rear axle to see if it's off any. And then use the screens to decide which wheel we need to adjust. Okay, so I think uh, don't quote me. I'd have to get underneath and have a look, but I think it's like a kind of four link deal on the back. But when it comes okay. to the front, don't don't you normally have like multiple tie rod ends? You got a rack and pinion, straight. You got a rack and pinion, and you're going to adjust okay. the toe on one side or the other. Okay, so it doesn't matter which, as long as you're back to that one-eighth toe-in. Yeah, the only right. difference it's going to make by which one you adjust is whether it's going to level your steering wheel or not. Right. Okay? okay. Oh, I so see. Okay. Steering, okay. 
if your if your steering wheel is already level and you drive it in straight and the steering wheel is nice and level when you're driving it, okay, fine. And the toe is wrong, then you adjust half of it on both sides. Oh, a little okay. bit on the right wheel, a little bit on the left wheel to keep the steering wheel level. But if the steering wheel is crooked, there's a process of discussing which side I'm going to adjust to correct the toe and correct the steering wheel at the same time. Okay. Okay. I, well, I and I would think that the front end working okay. Uh, my my wife hit a massive pothole and took out the two tires on the left. Not took them out, but messed up the uh-huh. tires on the left side. And so we took it in the shop, put brand new tires on, and with it they did a free alignment, free front end alignment. And the front end is 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 performing good. We're not ripping tires off or anything like that. But now since it's that time, it's it's pushing right. Okay, it used to I had a dead perfect. We had somebody working in our shop before, and they had a car similar to that, and they hit something, and when we crawled underneath the back, where one of the four position rods hooked to the frame, the mounting bracket was bent. Uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to go underneath the back and look for damage. Okay. Yeah, I had it checked out. Uh, I had a shop that I trust, a, a good mechanical shop. They said you've got no mechanical damage, but but you have uh, it broke the belts on the two tires on the left side, on the driver's side, and they okay. said it bounced pretty hard after that. And then we got all the tires replaced. Find all the bouncing and shaking, rattle rolls gone, but now it's pushing to the right. Yeah, only measuring. You need to measure toe in that rear axle. Okay. Okay. Yep. And and then look for damage on the struts. Okay. Hey, sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. You bet, buddy. You have a good day. All right. You too. Bye bye. All right. Oh, cars. Little bitty things with little bitty parts. You know the difference between taking right. care of a car with a problem, taking care of a truck with a problem. With a truck, uh, you have a the, the size of the dynamite you're going to put in to blow the damn thing up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. It's been fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a great time. We'll uh, hopefully both be in studio next week. And uh, Nope. No, I'll, I'll be gone. Call. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. And I won't be. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I enjoyed everything. Uh, Talk to everybody next week. Thank you for enjoying the Rolling Toe Show. Bye.